Welcome back, roomies. Welcome to Room 343. I am your host, C. Choi, K. Christina, and you are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. We are going to talk about episode 4 of Penthouse Season 1. Dun 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 dun! Nope! If you are joining for the first time, welcome to Room 343. This is a podcast where I summarize in great detail each episode and add my commentary all the while doing my makeup. You can watch me do my makeup on my YouTube channel. Just search K-Drama in Room 343 and subscribe to Yuri Choi so you don't miss another episode. And those of you who are listening from our podcast platforms, welcome back! Make sure you are subscribed to wherever you are listening from so that you don't miss the next episode because I this drama gets intense and intense. Juicier by the minute. Let's get right into it then. Okay, let's talk about episode four. So episode four, we see the same ending as episode three. So a phone call at Yunhee residence and um, Yunhee answers the phone and it's the school. We've seen this scene before in the previous episode and she has like blood stains on her hands. Like she has a huge cut on her on the palm of her hand, but she doesn't notice. She's like pretty hungover. She answers the call and it's the school. And the lady tells her that um, Rona made it in to the Chang'e Arts High School because one of the admission students uh, died. And just like the previous episode, Yoon-hee is like, was it me? And then we see like a reverse scene, like they're reversing back in time. Um, they're rewinding the tapes, you know, uh, if you are familiar with VHS tape, like they're rewinding um, and like people like move backwards and whatever. So they're doing all of that. And and then they show Yoon-hee like, you know, walking into the hair palace, but it's like all in reverse. And they reverse back to 14 hours before Yoon-hee gets the phone call. It's at the hair palace, the party has started, and Tante is looking frustrated. Tante, I mean, the devil, sorry. <laughs> the devil is looking frustrated, and he calls the maid at the house. He's asking for Suyeon. He then he asks the maid, like, where is she? Like, she's not answering the phone. Where is she? What is she doing? And the maid answers that she's in the bathroom. So Suyeon had turned on, like, the bathtub water, and it was like, you know, that sound water filling in the tub and so the maid hears this from outside the bathroom and tells Tante that oh she's in the shower currently and Tante just like is like all frustrated but hangs up but Sudan is actually digging through the the file um, remember from the previous episode she had found the file from that hope orphanage and she was trying to look for her daughter and we were right her daughter is Min Sora. She finds Sora's um, information page 
And she found like pictures of the baby Minsora wrapped in the navy jacket, just like the um, the mysterious guy said. And she realizes that it's actually Minsora. So they show um, her as a baby, and then they also show her before she was adopted, after she was adopted, uh, a picture of her. And she there was also a picture of her posing with the congressman, the sketchy congressman from episode one. Or like uni, the one who, who the one uni like blackmails, the same one. I think it was for like a charity event that he attended. But her the records showed that she was adopted by a couple in the U.S. But then was deported, um, and got sent back to the orphanage. Then we see Minsora. It transitions to Minsora, and she's in the boiler room, and she like passes out. A scene we've seen. The previous episode. The costume party continues at the hair palace and the people like they're dressed in those ball gowns with the curly wigs and they're just like laughing it up with a cup of champagne and just having the best time of their lives. Then all the hair members they kind of like cluster together and they like in discreetly they like discuss um what to do with Minsora. Lawyer Lee is worried because you know like they're worried that like she might get out of the boiler room somehow and then like if she opens her mouth you know they're all in trouble but Tante like kind of you know consoles them like don't worry about it I have this under control let's just enjoy the party. Then Lawyer Lee brags about his, like his fancy watch it was like an antique watch that he bought recently for 15 million wands 15 million wands um it, it's like a it's like one of those like old timey clocks it's like a like a pendant that you like attach so that cost him 15 million wands great so you're just like bragging about it and um dr ha jokingly says like you better take care of it or else you might lose it foreshadowing maybe so back to Suryan, the director comes back and demands like the paper back. Like, you spent a lot of time looking at it. Like, I'm gonna get in trouble now. Turn it back in. Like, I need him back. And Suryan starts to like question him, like, about Minsara. Like, why did she get sent back to Korea? Like, what did she do? What made her adoptive parents just let go of her like that? And the director's like being super sketch. Um, he's like, just leave me alone. Like, you already saw the files. Like, I've done everything you've asked and now I just need this back. Like, it's none of your concern. Like, it's too late for you. You're the one who abandoned your own child and now you're, like, asking for answers that I can't give you. And he's being, like, super sketch and he then, like, takes the files and everything away from her. And Suyeon is, like, crying. She's, like, just thinking to herself, like, apologizing to Sora, like, I'm so sorry that mom didn't recognize you. I'm so sorry that I left you alone. Don't worry, Sora, I'm coming for you. She gets a phone call from Tante. Uh, she gets a phone call from the devil and she just like ignores the call. Of course, she's not answering the phone. The devil continues to call Suryan, but she doesn't pick up. So he's like very frustrated. Um, he's like outside the the ballroom and Sojin also comes outside. She's worried that Minsora will somehow escape and she's worried about like her spreading the news of their affair. But Tante is like, don't worry, like I got it, you know? And he's like, I'll take care of it, like just trust me. 
Sojin just kind of like walks out. Um, she's like, you know, that kid is no joke. She's smarter than we think. She's smarter than we think she is. So, and she just like walks out. The devil looks very frustrated and he calls the maid once again, asking the maid to give the phone over to Suryeon. Like just put her on the phone now. Then the maid like enters the bathroom and sees the bathtub, just the, the water just running. She turns off the bathtub and then she just like looks around. But then Suryeon enters from the closet, enters into the bathroom. She's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's wearing, she has like a towel wrapped around her body. Um, just as she like got out of the shower or the bath or something like that. But I mean, like if you just got out of the bath, why would you keep your like water running? And also like how in the world did she get there so fast? Is she Sonic the Hedgehog or something? Like does she have, does she have like, is she Flash? Like. How did she get there so fast? But she did somehow, like supersonic speed. I don't know how she got there so fast, but she did just in time. And um, she takes the phone from the maid and tells Tante like, I'm so sorry. Um, I just got out of the bath. I'll be right there, honey. And she um, asks the maid to help her into her dress. When the maid leaves, Suryeon then texts Minsora, um, asking her like where she is and for her to like please call her back. Then we see the same scene that we saw in episode one where she's getting dressed in this beautiful pastel pink dress. Um, she looks really good. Her makeup was really good too. Like her skin looks flawless. The ballroom is more like a club now. There's like EDM playing. There's like a DJ pumping up the beats and the adults are just like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And they're doing this in their ball gowns. So that was, that made it weirder. There's like LED lights flashing. Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> then we see someone come into the boiler room. Um, we see Minsora, like she fell out of her chair. Remember she was tied to the chair. She was duct taped and she had like a zip tie around her ankles. This mysterious person gets a pair of scissors and clips off the zip ties around her ankles, setting her free. So Minsara is like running out of the boiler room. She runs out and she's like running down the stairs. But then this mysterious person, I don't know if it's the same person who let her escape, but another person, it could be another person, we don't know. Somebody from behind her pushes her down the stairs and she falls down the stairs. She then like, she's not, she didn't pass out. She didn't hurt. She didn't hit her head or anything. But she like looks up and she looks very frightened. Um, we she's like looking at the person who pushed her, and she just looks super scared. Then she somehow is making a run for it again, and she's walking down the hallway of Hera Palace, and she sees someone down the hall, and she looks super afraid. So there's like three potential people, right? The the first person is the one who set her free. The second person is the one who pushed her down the stairs. And then the third person that she sees um, from across the hall and she looks scared and she starts to turn around and walk the other way. So I don't know if it's like the same person, if those three people are the same person or if they're actually different people. So we don't know that, they don't show it to us, um, but I'm sure it'll be revealed in the future episodes. Then we see Suryan enter the elevator just as we have seen in episode one. But this time she, we can hear her thoughts and her thoughts is like, I'm coming for you, Sara, like mom's coming. Mom's coming, I got, I'm looking for you. 
I found you. But of course we know um, what happens next. She looks out the window, there's like fireworks, and out of the corner of her eye, she sees somebody. Okay, this time I'm for sure. Someone pushed Minsora out of the building because you see like, you see like two hands like doing this, like reaching out as if she, they just pushed her. Um, and Minsora falls down the Hera Palace lobby, landing on the angel statue, which apparently is Hera. So the statue is Hera, you know, the Greek goddess. Um, she lands on Hera and she dies. And Suyeon sees all of this. She knows that it's Hora because they made eye contact, remember? And she just like freaks out and passes out in the elevator. Everyone is enjoying the fireworks and the people who are in the ballroom, the Hera Club members, as well as a lot, a lot of the other Hera Club, um, Hera Palace residents, um, they're in the ballroom looking outside the window, looking at the fireworks. Minhyuk's mom is the first one to notice Minsora dead on the angel statue. She kind of just like backed down and she was like taking pictures and she leans like over to like a separate window. So it's like the lobby, if the lobby was like the first floor, there's like a second floor where the ballroom was and the ballroom has like a big window that can that can see the lobby. So Minhyuk's mom sees the statue from the ballroom window and she like freaks out. She brings her husband and Lawyer Lee also sees. Lawyer Lee gets the rest of the hair club members and Tante immediately turns off, uh, turns on the screen, I guess. So the window that shows the ballroom, it has like a, like a switch um, to turn on and off the blinds. And the window's a fancy window, of course course um so he like immediately turns the switch on and it's like it turns black and you can't see outside uh so that the other residents you know who are also in the same ballroom they don't see what had happened so the rest of the members goes to goes downstairs to the lobby to the fountain and they're like standing in front and they're just what they're like in shock they recognize that it's Minsora and they're just like saying oh my gosh like this girl she did it on purpose like Tante, the devil is like, this girl, like, why did she have to commit suicide here of all places? And they're not even like feeling bad for her, of course. I mean, they're just like, oh, this girl, even to her death, like wants to mock us or whatever. And um, saying that she did it on purpose just to get back at them. They're all confused. Like, how did she get out of the boiler room? And they're kind of like blaming Tante. Like you said, you know, we could trust you. And Tante, like, and the devil, I mean, like, he takes charge and he's like, you know, it's clear what we have to do now. We have to cover this up. We can't let anyone else, any of the residents see this because it'll just, like, ruin the first anniversary event and it will ruin Hera Palace. Like, the value of real estate will go down eventually. That's what they're worried about. Minyok's mom wants to call the police, but then they, like, stop her saying, like, are you crazy? Do you know who they'll blame if the if this issue is uncovered? They're gonna blame our kids because of that group lynching incident. They're gonna find her phone, and there, there's like all sorts of evidence in there. We can't let our kids pay for this girl's mistake. So they plan to cover up this suicide, and the devil is like, you know, I have a great idea. Like, we'll just move the body 
Um, we'll divide into two teams. The men will move the body to her apartment and, you know, uh, place her body there. So it looks like she committed suicide there and that she has no ties to Hera Palace, that she was never even here. Um, while the women will just clean up the fountain, make sure there's like no spot of blood, no, no evidence left that she was ever here. And Dr. Ha is like, why should we do this? and take orders from you. But everyone like voted, they're like, oh, we're, let's just do it for our kids. For our kids. What? What the heck? Where's the logic? This drama, they shouldn't change, they should change the title of this drama to Lawless Land. Like, I vote to change the title of this drama to Lawless Land. Everyone in agreement say aye. Aye. So they get Minsora off of Hera and off of the Hera statue and they start drying the body and they stuff her into a golf bag, um, the go golf club bag, you know. And their plan is to ditch the body um, at the apartment and clean up everything in time for the main event, which is going to take place in the lobby. So the men are carrying um, Minsora's body in the bag and they enter the elevator. Um, when the elevator stops at a random floor, though, they're concerned. And guess who enters the elevator? It's a policeman. And apparently he was there because um, they needed extra security since the congressman is going to be there. The policeman is saying like, oh, I came because of that. The three men, they look real nervous. They're like, oh, okay, well, welcome. And the policeman notices the bag, the golf cart the golf bag and it's kind of weird because they're all dressed like they're dressed in like that same they didn't change they didn't have time to change they're still wearing the ball gown uh you know clothes and so they're the policeman is like you're so like you know dressed up and fancy like what's the golf golf bag for what's that for and the devil is like oh um i'm just loading this up in the car because you know i might forget tomorrow morning um i'm going on a golf trip and the policeman is like oh okay and the policeman like he accidentally drops his pen and tante like quickly picks it up but he notices that the bag uh is leaking blood he like makes eye contact with dr ha and dr ha like notices too so he causes a distraction by knee-butting um, Lawyer Lee, and he like falls on the floor. And Dr. Ha is like, oh, my friend, you had too much to drink, ha 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 ha. And the policeman is like, mm, okay. And the policeman also is like curious, like, um, why are you wearing latex gloves? Like you're so, you're dressed up so all fancy and what's with the latex gloves? And the devil is like, oh, we're just, you know, cleaning. Um, we're also helping out with cleaning because, you know, we have to get ready for the major event. And, you know, it helps out our employees. And the policeman is like, wow, you're such a great boss. And then he exits the elevator on his floor. And load up the body in the car. And Sojin runs um, as they're about to leave and hands over Min Sora's bag. Her belongings, you know, when... Um, Dante like dumped out everything like she collected everything she even like wrote a suicide note on her journal like in her journal and she gave it to Dante um, saying like you know I covered everything like I even wrote a suicide note so that you can just place it where her body is and the note reads someone like me should have never been born I wish everyone was dead is what she wrote. The women resume cleaning the statue and and they're still wearing their ball gowns. Like they legit 
are doing everything in their ball gowns. Like, props to them. So the three men drive to Posok village, um, where Min Sora's apartment is. And while they are driving there, they pass by like a DUI checkpoint. Um, and in Korea, like it's required if they station at a street, you have to pass through. So the driver has to breathe, do the breathing test. And they're all really nervous because, you know, they were all drinking at the party. And Lawyer Lee is like, oh my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? And Tante is like, and the devil is like, don't worry. Like, I'll try to talk us out of it if there's any trouble. So they pull up and the policeman um, tells them that they have to do the breathing test. And Lawyer Lee tries to bribe the police officer with money, with cash. But the policeman is like, sir, that's not going to work here. This is the 21st century. You think that's going to work here? Please breathe. And she, he tells Dr. Ha to breathe because he was the one who was driving. He does the, he like does the test and he passes. And it turns out that he had not been drinking. So like, why say that now? Like you could have just told them before. Like, oh, it's okay. I didn't drink. No worries, guys. But anyways, um, t- Devil is like super relieved. Um, he's like, wow, even the universe is on our side. What the hell? You are covering up a murder investigation. What? Devil. They arrive at Pozak Village and the first thing they do is get rid of the security t- cameras. So Dr. Ha gets out of the car and heads to the security office. The security guard isn't there. I don't know where he is. Like, you have one thing to do and you're not even doing it. But the security room is locked, um, but he somehow like finds an open window and Lawyer Lee is small enough to squeeze in and he actually inserts a USB into like the computer system and it shocks the system and everything, all the cameras in that neighborhood shuts down. At the hair palace, the women have successfully cleaned uh, up all the blood and they're now just like filling the fountain with water. Um, The fountain water, like where the water comes out is kind of, it's very weak. And so Jenny's mom is like, we'll just have to get water from the bathroom and fill it up. So they grab a bucket and they start going to the restroom and they fill the bucket with water and then they just like, bring it back to the, and dump it into the fountain. And they're all still doing this in the ball grounds, like, dang. The men then takes Min Sora's body out of the car and they get close to the apartment. Uh, but Tante, or the devil, is like, you know, if we put it close to her apartment, um, the body is going to be found quickly and we don't want her body to be found that fast. So he looks up at a gazebo that is near that was nearby and he points up there and saying like we need to put it there. So then they struggle to bring the body up the gazebo like on top of the gazebo. Um Tante and Dr. Ha they're like they already climbed up there and they're trying to get the body up from Lawyer Lee. So Lawyer Lee is like struggling to um hold the body and like you know putting it up, like just lifting the body because he's a pretty small man um so he's like having trouble and he falls and what when he falls his little pocket watch it falls out and he doesn't notice because he's too busy committing a crime so when they place the body on top of the gazebo um tante notices that one of sora's shoe is missing so they're like where's the shoe where's the shoe 
They call the women at Hera Palace and the women are like looking around, but they can't find the shoe. And the devil is like, we don't have that much time to waste. We can't find it now. Um, we just need to move on. The, then the men go into the apartment complex and Dante tells Dr. Ha to put Minsara's bag on the roof, like close to the body so that, you know, it, it'll seem like she actually jumped from the roof. And the devil and Lawyer Lee, they enter uh, Minsara's apartment. Lawyer Lee is disgusted at how small and old her apartment is. Um, he's like saying, you know, they should have gotten rid of this complex years ago. Like this is so dirty. He gets super scared when Sugar comes out. Um, Sugar is Minsora's dog. And he like freaks out and he like falls down on his butt on the floor and he finds something hard. And he's like, there's something here. Cause the lights are all off. They're using their phone as a flashlight. And he's like, there's something here. And he picks up something and he like holds it in his hand. Like he's like lifting it like this. And Tante is like, what is it? And he like brings the light over and it was actually a piece of dog poop. And Laura Lee freaks out. He's like, oh, I can't believe I touched it, blah, blah, blah. And then what Tante does is like, we have to get rid of the evidence. So he gets his lighter, which is like those fancy gold, you know, those square like lighters. He like lits it up and then he throws it into a pile of clothes that was on the floor. And it just like consumes and fire spreads. And the devil is like, you know, if we can't find her phone, like, um, this is the only way we can get rid of all the evidence. And he starts, like, smiling and laughing, thinking he did such a good job. And Lawyer Lee also, like, kind of joins, um, and he just, like, smiles. Like, success! We did it! The devil. The fire spreads all over the apartment, and Suryeon... Remember, she had fainted in the elevator. She like wakes up and she's actually laying on her bed. Um, she has an IV stuck to her. The maid apparently like found her fainted in the elevator and she brought her there. Suyeon wakes up because she hears like a whisper, like mom, someone whisper, mom. And in her dream, she sees Minsara falling. That scene like plays over and over again throughout this episode. And so Suyeon wakes up suddenly and then she runs out because she remembers seeing that she wants to make sure that that what she saw was true she runs downstairs and the maid quickly like phones tante saying like oh uh samonim or suyeon is on her way down when suyeon gets down to the lobby the anniversary event is has started already and people are just enjoying themselves all the residents are there gathered in the lobby Everything was cleaned up and even the hair club members, everyone is there and they're just, you know, enjoying themselves at the party. Um, this time they're not dressed in the ball gowns. They're actually dressed in like their party gowns, I guess. Um, so they like changed really quickly and did all of that. And Suryeon comes down in the elevator and she's like super confused. She's like, what just happened? Like, I was so sure I saw Sora. Like, what did I see? Like, what happened here? And she's very confused. Seojin heads over and is like, um, are you feeling okay? Like, I heard you felt like you fainted in the elevator. Suyeon is like, did something happen down here? But Jenny's mom also comes over and is like, what do you mean? Did something happen? Like, I want to know. I want to know. Acting like she didn't know. 
Then the devil comes over and escorts her. The devil being the leader of Hera Club, I guess. I guess he's the founder or something. I don't know. He like gives a speech um, and he's like, we are officially celebrating. Um, it's time for the main event. And he acknowledges the congressman who is there. The congressman, the sketchy one, who, uh, remember, who Yoon Hee bribed. He is there and they're acknowledging him for, I don't know why, for being there, I guess. Then the congressman steps up to the podium next to Dante and he presses the button, which activates the fountain. So like water shoots up and it's like little mini water display. I don't know what you would call that. Water works? Water show? I don't know. Fountain show? At the same time, fireworks come out of the building outside and yeah, it's just like celebrating and that's the main event. Suryong was sure that she saw Sora like fall down, but there is no evidence, so she's just like confused. Um, the congressman then like congratulates Tante, saying like, "Oh my gosh, this party was a success. You did such a great job, man. Like I'm proud of you. I love this event." And Tante also like introduces him to Suryong, like saying, "This is my wife." And the congressman is like, "Oh, hello, hello there. You're so pretty." Just as rumored and Sujan just like stares at him because she recognizes him from the picture that she saw with Minsora and she's just like kind of staring at him she's kind of speechless and just like staring at him and the congressman is like oh and the devil steps in saying like oh I'm so sorry like my wife she's not feeling herself today I apologize and the congressman is like oh okay yeah no worries no worries then Sujan notices blood on Tante's shirt like button down shirt um, underneath his blazer. And she's like, honey, your shirt, it has blood. Sojin then quickly comes over and just apologizes. Like, oh, that was my fault. I'm so sorry. I like, I spilled wine on him earlier. I accidentally stepped on my dress. Then um, Jenny's mom also comes over saying like, oh, it's because you um, were so concerned about your ruby ring, right? Like how many, like, wow, that size, you know, that rock on your finger, that's huge. But Suryo notices there is a little bit of a blood stain on her ruby ring. She then like looks over to Dr. Ha, who was nearby, and he was doing one of those Gatsby toes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like the Gatsby, like if this is a drink, if this is a drink, he's like holding it like this. And then he's like, I don't have a, oh, wait, one second. He has a cup like this um, and he's like holding it like this. And he does the, and he's just like doing the Gatsby nod, you know, like to acknowledge her, like, like that, like just lifting, lifting it gently, like cheers, you know, like he did that. But when he did that, Suda notices like on his middle knuckle, a blood stain. So she's like, what the hell? And she like turns around to look at lawyer Lee and lawyer Lee also has a blood stain on the back of his ear. So then she's like, what in the world? What did these people do to Minsora? She quickly checks her phone um, and sees the text unread by Minsora. And she's super worried. Back at Bosok Village, firefighters are there, news reporters are there, all the neighbors came out to watch as Sora's apartment is 
completely on fire. All the neighbors are saying like, isn't that the orphan's apartment? Like poor girl, like why did she set that apartment on fire? And Sugar is there. Sugar made it out of the fire, thank goodness. But Sugar like goes to the gazebo and and he just starts barking, looking up. And the neighbors actually see like, what is this dog barking about? And the neighbor looks up at the gazebo and finds Sora's body. They all freak out. Police and firemen, they find the body. Back at Hera Palace, the congressman is like admiring the Hera um, statue and the fountain. And then he notices something. He then tells Tante like, um, what's that shoe behind the statue? Like in between the wings and, and Hera, like what's, what's that shoe doing there? Is that like a prank or something? Is that part of the surprise like what's that she doing there and the devil like freaks out he's like oh that's um something probably the kids did to do to throw a prank oh can't believe we didn't see that <laughs> good one kids and all the hair club members are just like trying to laugh it off saying like oh it's probably some a prank you know the hooligans <laughs> oh so funny a shoe <laughs> but Suryon sees this and she freaks out. She immediately recognizes that it's Sora's shoe and she runs out like a crazy person. She's like, what the heck? She's like thinking like, what the heck did these people do to you? And she runs out. And um, the congressman gets a phone call notifying him of, cause I guess he was the congressman of that district, including Posak village. So he gets a phone call saying that there was a huge fire in Pozok village and that an orphan died. Like they found the body of the orphan who lived in that apartment. And the congressman is like, so what do you want me to do? Like I'm enjoying this party, like I don't care about some orphan. So the news are spreading like wildfire. And on the news, it says that it took 30 minutes for the, the firefighters to put out the fire. And the police, they found the suicide note and Suryon is watching the news on the billboard or like the, I don't know, the, I don't know what you call those, like screens on the buildings. And she's just driving and she's driving to Bozok village. And she arrives there at the apartment complex just as they were, you know, putting Minsora's body in the body bag. The detectives are like, we found the suicide note. Um, this girl committed suicide. It's pretty cut and clean. Um, Sujan is like, there is no way that she would commit suicide. She like runs past the police line and she like grabs the detective saying like, there must be something wrong. But the police just like tell her to get back and they just like ignore her. They load the body into the ambulance and then they just ride off. Suryon, like she's crying and she's like in full disbelief and she starts, she gets back in her car and she starts chasing the ambulance. So when Suryon ran out of the Hera palace, the devil had called um, his secretary saying that, you know, he needs to get Suryon, like follow her. So we see a black car, which is the secretary and that black car just chases Suryon's car eventually like stopping he like speeds up and stops and basically blocks Suryan and she had to brake really hard so she hits her head on the steering wheel and she has like blood coming out of her forehead and she's passed out the next scene is Suryan waking up at a hospital she's like literally strapped to her bed um she screams for help and sees the secretary um, he was in the room and it, it is revealed that it was him. The note slipper was Dante's secretary, uh, Secretary Yoon. 
is his name. So it was him um, who like, you know, hinted all these things to Suryan, telling her the truth about her real daughter. And he is kind of like reprimanding her saying like, I told you to not do anything stupid or to do anything rash. Um, you know, like your kids might be in danger. And Sudan is like, you committed all these heinous crimes with Tante. And what's the purpose of you revealing all of this now? Is it because you feel guilty about your deeds? And Secretary Yoon is like saying, yeah, I am doing this. That's right. Like I do all these things for Dante because um, he's my master. I work, I serve him. He owns my life basically. But my conscience will not allow me to just cover this act up. And then he reveals to her the truth. What happened um, 17 years ago. I don't know if he like is revealing the truth because he feels guilty or maybe he like developed like a secret crush on Suryan over the years. I'm sure there's like a history between him and Tante uh, because he says like Tante owns his life. So we see a flashback scene. Um, he's just retelling the story of what really happened. 17 years ago. So it's back at the NICU and Tante is looking over Suryon's baby, her real baby. And the nurse is explaining to him that even though the baby is a preemie, she's doing really well. She's really healthy. She has all of her organs and everything's functioning correctly. And Tante looks super pissed. He's like, dang, like how persistent is her life? You know, he looks very angry. And the nurse is like, uh, okay. She also then tells him that, you know, there's a there was another baby next to her, another preemie, and the nurse explains that that one is not doing so well. Like her lungs are not, her organs have not fully developed and the mom is a single mom who cannot even afford to pay for medical assistance for the baby. And so, you know, um that baby's future is kind of bleak. The nurse is telling him this. And the devil formulates an idea. He plans to swap the baby. He bribes the nurse to actually switch the name tags of the babies. Um, and he convinces somehow the mom of the sick child, let him take care of the baby and just kind of like, I think adopt her or something like that, like for him to adopt the baby. I don't know what the deal was they don't really say but we do see a scene where like the mom is crying and the nurse is consoling her saying like this is the best decision uh that you can make for your child so i'm assuming that she agreed for ta to give up the baby so that tante can have her so then the nurse swaps the tag and the nurse who did it is the maid that works at the penthouse i knew that maid was sketch the reason why she knew about Sudion was because she was there. She's the one who swapped the babies. Then the devil had ordered the secretary to kill Sudion's real baby. The devil ordered him to kill the baby. But Secretary Yoon did not have the heart to kill an innocent child. Thank goodness at least he had some decency. I mean, he did a lot of sketchy stuff, yes, but at least he wasn't demented to kill an innocent child <sighs> anyway so instead he drops the baby off at the hope orphanage but he does disclose to suryan saying that he had no idea that that child was minsora 
Suryan, the, so the flashback is over and Suryan just starts to cry. Um, she just like has a full meltdown. She's screaming, she's crying. Um, and Secretary Yoon is like, I'll go get the nurse to put in a stabilizer for you. Yeah, it's very sad. <sighs> I mean, I don't blame Suryan. I feel like, how could you have known, I guess, like that Dante was the devil? Back at Hera Palace, um, the devil is burning all of the ballroom clothes into the fireplace, and he also burns Min Sora's journal entries that Suryeon, that Sojin had ripped out of her journal. Um, it's like Sora's drawing of her and sugar. He just like throws it in the fire and burns it. I wonder what happened to sugar. Does sugar become a stray dog? I'm so sad. Suryeon is still crying in the hospital room and she like vows to kill Tante for what he has done. Tante then texts the group um, in the group chat and basically says that everything has been taken care of uh, regarding Min Sora. Her body like was found and he made sure that that the case was closed with Min Sora committing suicide at her apartment with no ties to the Hera Palace. Um, and the rest of the members are just like sleeping in their bed because it was in the morning. It was like early in the morning. They're all like, oh, okay. Like they're like, sleeping in the bed, Jenny's mom and everyone's sleeping in the bed. Uh, we see Dr. Ha and Sojin. They actually sleep in separate beds. And Dr. Ha, like he's kind of just like, he he's awake and he's just laying there. Um, he then asks Sojin, like, do you really think Min Sora committed suicide? Because she had no reason to commit a suicide. Sojin is like, she looks a little bit defensive. She is like, are you saying that she was murdered then? And Dr. Ha is like, oh, I just don't trust Dante. And he tells her, like, I was a little bit freaked out because you listened to that psychopath and even wrote a suicide note for her. Sojin then is like all defensive saying like, I don't care if that girl committed suicide or if she was murdered. All I care is about my my daughter, Eunbyeol. Our daughter, Eunbyeol. That's all I care about. And she just like walks out. That's not what you all care about. You care about your affair not being discovered. That's what you care about. The hair club kids are in like their hangout room and um, Jenny sees the news article about Min Sora and they all just like discover like discuss her, but they're more glad that she's dead because you know now their deed is going to be covered up. Like, oh no one will find anything else about us now. Ha 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 ha. But Unbyar looks a little bit kind of nervous. Sokhyung notices that she's being a little bit too sensitive about this topic of Min Sora's death. And so Sokhyung is like, why are you getting all defensive and sensitive? Like, did you kill her? And she's just like pro poking her. Um, and then Umbyeol just like lashes out saying like, I didn't kill her, but she looks very sketch. Like she looks very nervous and sketch. And Sokun is like, stop freaking out. Of course you didn't kill her. She committed suicide. Jenny then kind of stops them um, and just says like, yeah, you know, let's stop talking about the dead girl. We have more like pressing matters to like, worry about because another bomb is coming to the school because of Min Sora's death. 
And Seokun is like, who do you mean? And Jenny's like, it's Rona, that stupid girl, like that annoying brat. She is coming into the school. Like, and the rest of the group, they're like, why do you hate this girl so much? Like, are you jealous of her? And Jenny, like, of course she is, you know, she's like all defensive. She's like, I'm not jealous of that middle class brat. Like, she's a nobody that tries to act like a somebody. She's like so annoying. And Seokgyung is kind of like amused that Jenny hates her so much. And she's like, well, I can't wait to meet her then. The next scene is the scene we've all seen three or four times. I don't know how many, I don't know why they keep showing this scene, but it's Yoon-hee answering the phone again. So, which means like all of the previous events in this episode happened in the 14 hours before she got the phone call. So again, she gets the phone call saying Rona was accepted, blah, blah, blah. But when the lady tells her that the student was killed, Yunhee freaks out because she can't remember a single thing. She remembers going to Hera Palace. It, out of desperation, she just like runs to Hera Palace. She enters the lobby and she sees Jenny and Eunbyeol they're getting ready to leave for their trip. They have like their suitcases and they're just walking out. Yoon-hee runs over to them and grabs Eunbyeol by her shoulder say, asking like, are you okay? Like, are you guys okay? And Eunbyeol is like, oh my gosh, stop, weird lady. Like, I can't believe you're here again. And I was very confused because I think Yoon-hee thought that one of the students who was murdered or who died was probably either... Sojin's daughter, who was Umbyar, or Jenny, because Jenny and Rona, they're like rivals. So I'm guessing that maybe Yunhee thought that she had hurt one of those two girls. So she was super relieved to find out that they were okay. But Jenny is being like so rude and kind of like taunts Yunhee, saying like, I'm sure like you heard the news, you know, like Rona got in, like how that girl is so lucky. Like, of course somebody had to die. Jenny also tells her that it was Min Sora who died last night and she is like freaking out. And Yunhee is shocked. She's like, Min Sora? Like, why? Why would that girl die? Jenny then is like being super rude and she basically like asks if Yunhee had killed Min Sora on behalf of Rona. And then she's like, if that's not it, then did Rona? kill her. Yuni is pissed and she like grabs Jenny by her collar and she's like, don't you ever say such a heinous thing ever again. Jenny's like, oh my gosh, lady, let go. Let go. And when she lets go, Jenny notices blood stains on her shirt and she notices Yuni's hands and she freaks out. She's like, oh my gosh, your hands are bleeding. What the heck did you do last night? And Eunbyeol looks kind of she like looks very weird and she's acting very weird too. Like she then pulls Jenny saying like, we're going to be late, but it feels like she's covering something up. So then Yoon-hee da looks down at her hands and that's when she realizes she's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my hands? I'm bleeding. What did I do last night? I can't remember. I don't remember anything. Then she gets a phone call from Rona and Rona is on the phone. She is ecstatic. She's so happy. She's like, mom. I got into the school. I'm so happy right now. And she's like jumps on the bed and she's like all happy and thrilled. Girl, somebody died. There is another hair club meeting and this meeting is without Suryon. 
um, they're discussing Minsora, and lawyer Lee tells them like this girl had like no reason to commit suicide. Like I can't believe she did such a thing. And Dr. Ha is like, so are you implying that one of us killed her? And they start just like suspecting each other. Like, where were you? There was a period of time where you went missing like you weren't around like where did you go and they're just like accusing each other then dante tries to stop this and he like gets a golf club and he starts like smashing his like um plant like a pot vase and he starts like smashing it like a madman and they all quiet down and the devil is like the police is going to be here soon because you know they have phone records of her um being at Hera Palace. So we need to prepare and make sure we don't say the wrong things because what we say is the truth. They go and lie to the police. I'm not surprised actually. I'm not surprised. They they moved they covered up a they covered up a murder investigation, so why would I be surprised? Indeed, the police come and they do the interview. The parents, they basically tell the police that Minsora had tricked them um, and committed fraud. When, and when Sojin was questioned about Minsora's admission being cancelled, Sojin coolly just like lies and says, that is just a rumor. Like I genuinely congratulated Minsora. Like she had fantastic talent. And I was so excited for her to start her career at our school. And I am so sorry that as an adult i didn't do more to protect her dr ha is like next to her um and he just like looks at her in shock like how can she just say like lie like that you know all straight faced the police questions the devil and says that they have records phone records of the devil calling minsora the day before her death when the detective asks him if they met afterwards the devil says that they intended that he contacted her to meet up, but she never showed. And the devil adds that he, yes, he was very angry at her for, you know, conning, conning him. But he feels that it's very unfortunate for her to decide to end her life. Then the police tells the devil that Suryon also contacted Minsora numerous times that day. And Dante is kind of shocked. He's like, really? My wife? And he says that he didn't know about this. And um, he basically tells the police that I'm sure she just wanted to clear up some misunderstanding between um, Sora and the kids. She has a very soft heart. The next scene is Hojin in her dressing room and she has a bandage around her forearm. She takes it off and we see a bite mark on her forearm. And then she flashes back to the night of Minsora's death. It's the scene where she enters the boiler room and she actually walks over to Minsora. She throws water at Minsora's face to wake her up and basically like probes her saying like, where's the, where's the evidence? Where's the tape? If you just hand it over right now, all of this will be over. Minsora is like, how lame is all of this? Like how low can you go? You're acting so pathetically right now just to cover up your affair. Sojin then like slaps Minsora across the face and her ruby ring, like her huge ruby ring, cuts uh, Sora's cheek. And that's how there was a little bit of blood on the ruby ring. Sojin is like, why are you acting like you have everything? Like I did a little bit of research about you. You are an orphan 
and you were adopted by a couple in the U.S. and you were deported because you stole something. So you have a track record. Like, what sort of confidence do you have to act this way? Means what I was like, I did not steal anything. I was framed by people like you. You don't know anything about me. I know more about you. I know that the Chonga High School admission test was rigged. I know that Unbyar didn't make the cut, but because of you, she made it into the school. She took a seat from someone who actually made it, from someone who actually deserved it. Then Sojing gets like full on mad. She starts like grabbing. She like grabs Minsora by her collar, and she's like, "You don't know what you're talking about." And that's when Sora like turns her head and she bites Sojin's forearm. Sojin like pushes her aside. She's like she screams. She's like, "What the heck?" And she looks super scary and super angry. She's like livid. She starts choking Minsora, saying, "Die, die, die!" And then the flashback is over. So yeah, um, another prime suspect we have Sojin. Um, she could be a potential killer because she literally started choking Minsora, saying, "Die, die, die!" So yeah, Sojin then gets a text from the devil himself, and. He invites her to the penthouse. The detective who is in charge of Minsora's case um, is presenting the case to his supervisor, saying, "I've interviewed all the hair club residents, and all we have to do now is the autopsy." And the supervisor is like, "Why are you spending so much time and resources on this simple case? We already found the suicide note, and just close the case." So the detective is like, "Yes, okay, fine." So they're actually bringing Minsora's body, and they bring it out to for it to be cremated.、Um, but then there's another body, and they swap the name tags of the body. So the body that was being swapped was with a girl named Yoon Soyeon, who also died due to a suicide. But that body was going to be autopsied. So they like switched the body, and Secretary Yoon is behind this. So once again, Minsora's body is switched. Yoon Soyeon's body is being cremated, while Minsora's real body is being autopsied. The secretary then calls Tante, saying that、um, the body is cremated,、um, everything's finished, and Tante just smiles. He's like, "Huh, good to hear." Suryon goes over to see Minsora at the autopsy table, and her autopsy was finished. Her exam was finished. And the doctor basically tells Suryon that、um, the cause of her death was her cervical spine breaking upon impact when she fell off the building. Suryon starts to cry, and she like kind of gently touches Minsora's hands. She's just crying over her, saying like, "I'm so sorry, I couldn't protect you." Then the doctor tells her that there was something that he found. And he hands over this small USB, and Sweden is like, "What is this?" And the doctor is like, "It's something that she swallowed before her death." When I heard this, like, I felt so bad for Minsora. Like, I mean, I I've been feeling bad for her, but you know, like the fear that she must have been in 
to swallow this USB indicates that she knew that she was probably going to die. Like something bad is going to happen to her. So that's why she swallowed the USB. Can you like, <sighs> I know this is a drama and like it's fictional, but oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Poor girl. Sujan takes the USB and she's just she's just like bawling, um, saying, I'm so sorry I came so late for not recognizing you, for leaving you all alone these years. I'm so sorry. And then she vows to kill the person who did this to her. She's like, I'm going to rip that person into shreds. I'm so sorry. Next scene is at the Hera Palace. Lawyer Lee is freaking out because he can't find his antique watch. His wife is super angry, like, what, what do you mean? Like, that was such an expensive watch. What do you mean you can't find it? The devil and Sojin are having their affair at the penthouse because Dante said that the kids are away um, on vacation and Suryeon said that she's gonna be out for a while so we can just enjoy our time here at the penthouse. No need to worry. All the staff are gone, I gave them a break, so it's just you and me, baby. Sojin is still a bit nervous. She's like, she's still concerned about Min Sora and her case. But Dante reassures her by saying everything is over. All of her belongings were burned and destroyed in the fire. And I just got the news that Min Sora's body was also cremated. And then that kind of eases Sojin's concerns. And she's like, oh, okay. That's good then. And then they just like make out. And then they're just like, you know doing their thing in Suryeon's apartment. And guess who sees? Suryeon. She was in the front porch and she sees all of this. Um, Tante and Sojin just like full on making out, you know, pulling their lips with their lips. Suryeon just kind of like collapses on the, on the front porch and there are like pebbles everywhere. I don't know, like there was like a mini fountain there. Fancy, fancy front porch. Um, and Tante and Sojin, they hear this, right? So Tante gets up and he heads over to the front porch where Sudan was trying her best to like hide um, so that they don't see it, so that he doesn't see her from the angle that he was standing. But he like is walking over. She looks up and she, she is like super scared. But then the episode ends. Cliffhanger. Yeah, this episode was all sorts of illegal. You know, a lot of illegal activity going on. We have kidnapping, we have murder, we have uh, physical abuse, um, sw swapping of the butt babies at birth, swapping the dead bodies, uh, like all sorts of illegal activity going on. Um, I'm curious to know if Tante and Sojin's affair is discovered in public. Did Yunhee kill Min Sora or was it Sojin? We have like a lot of potential um, potential murderers, potential suspects, right? We have Yunhee, we have Sojin, or was it Eunbyeol because she was acting real fishy and real sketchy? Or was it the maid because, I mean, it could be ordered by Tante, you know, the, the maid could have done it because Tante ordered her to. Also, I found out that this drama is rated R or like nine for 19 years old and older. It was not before. So episode one, two, three, like the rating was 15 years and up. 
But it changed at episode four because I mean, okay, honestly, I would not feel comfortable having like my kids watching this drama. Like there are so many wrong scenes and illegal activities. I think after the group lynching, that's probably why um, they changed the rating because that scene was just. And of course, I mean, the murder and Yunhee, like, you know, the, the stick, they blurted out in episode three. But, you know, all of that probably is why they changed the rating. So that wraps up this episode. Um, I feel like this drama does a really good job at like hooking you in. And the plots, because there are so many details that are kind of pertinent to the story, um, you don't get bored watching it. In the previous dramas that I've done this podcast on, um, they did a good job like building up the plot, but the building process was a bit boring at times. But this drama, it's just like bam, 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 bam. Illegal activity here, illegal activity there. You get an illegal activity. You also get an illegal activity. So they did a great job at like just packing everything in um, and you really don't get a moment where you're like, this is kind of boring, you know, like all the every scene, you're just like, what the hell is happening? What the hell? So yeah, um, I am really enjoying this episode. I can't wait for the next one. And uh, yeah, I hope you join me next time as I discuss episode five. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you are listening from YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And if you are listening from Apple Podcast, please leave a five-star rating um, as well as like a comment. Um, I do check the rating sometimes and uh, yeah, um, I'll give you guys a shout out if you leave a review. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at kdrama in room 343. Um, I said I was going to be more active and uh, I, I, I will, but I started school recently and so I don't know how like active I'll be. Um, you can follow me on my personal Instagram and Twitter at urinase95 and follow me on TikTok. I am most active on TikTok, to be honest. Um, it's yuri underscore Christina. Thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Have a great day.